Hey everyone, welcome back to Live Bold and Boss Up. This week we are sharing our conversation that we had live at the TBT Powered Up Tech Fest with Kathy Wood. Kathy is the founder and CEO of ARC Investment. It is a female-owned investment company. She just moved her company down here from New York. We are, I guess, here in Florida, I guess I should specify, just in case you this is the first time you're listening to us, but um, we just have a fantastic conversation with her. And, you know, if you know us, we love diving into great minds and finding out how they started, how they got here, how they just think of these brilliant ideas. And, um, she's like really changing even the course of curriculum. We'd like dive in and talk about it. It's really fascinating. So have a, um, a great listen and, uh, enjoy. Yes. Just moved, uh, our company from New York city. We closed our doors on October 15th. Wow. And we were in something called the nomad area, North of Madison square park. It was mm. regentrifying and very hip. And uh, we opened our doors here on Central uh, uh, on November 1st. Wow. wow. Yeah. What made what? you choose Tampa? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so Tampa Bay region, we're in St. Pete. Uh, and we chose it after uh, looking at a number of cities. Um, the insp- a couple of things inspired the move in the first place. One... My mentor, a professor was, when I was at U- University of Southern California, is a, a person named Art Laffer. He's a very well-known economist, known for his tax policy, which effectively says if you raise taxes on, on, on people too much, they will leave. And so as we were scaling into profitability, he said to me, okay, now you have to get out of New York <laughs> because oh, really? it has the highest tax rates in the country. And um, so that was one one of the things. And uh, he actually introduced me to uh, Governor DeSantis. And really? Yes, yes. Wonderful. And, uh, and his wife, Casey, mm-hmm. and um, just fell in love with who they are and, and uh, you know, really love the pro-business, pro-innovation um, vibe here and leadership here in, in Florida. So um, that was a start. And then uh, as we were going around saying, okay, low tax or no tax, uh, we were going around to different cities. And uh, at the end, it was between Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, the Tampa Bay region. Really? Uh, And we toured both and really felt that um, the Tampa Bay region was the closest to the next Austin. And uh, as you know, Austin has become very well known for it's tech scene mm-hmm. and a lot of Silicon Valley is moving there and it's, it's just getting too crowded. But, uh, St. Pete, Tampa Bay, it seemed as though you, that we could come here and help shape the community, contribute to it right. and try and help make it into, uh, the next Austin. Uh, so that was, and I would say just, Walking around the streets here, uh, the vibe here is so positive Mm -hmm. and high energy uh, and young and vibrant and, you know, enthusiastic that, uh, you know, it was was contagious, you know, so. I love that. Yeah. Being born and raised in St. Pete, I love hearing you say that because Mm -hmm. it wasn't like that. I heard. I mean, 10, 15 years ago, it was a completely different 
city or a completely different vibe, especially downtown. Yeah, someone told me it was the forgotten city mm-hmm. uh, in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything around it was starting to develop. And so really happy that we can come and help uh, continue to move it forward because uh, obviously a lot has changed in yeah. the last 10 to 12 years. No, it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. So technology-wise, like where did you get your start is like my question because being a female in technology, obviously that's that's a big thing. And then bringing it to t- to Tampa Bay Area is even even better for us. So, like, how did you get your start? And like, what is your story? Yeah. Okay. Well, my father, um, Irish immigrant. Both of my parents, Irish immigrants. Um, my father became a design engineer. He he. Um, He got most of his education, actually, in the Irish Army and the American Air Force at a time where radar systems were the next big thing, the technology, uh, especially in the defense sector. Uh, And uh, so he became uh, an expert and had to go around the world. We never knew what he was doing, um, uh, you know, in these different places. But this was a very important technology for the Defense Department. So he imbued me with a love of technology because really it flattened uh, or it leveled the playing field for him. Nobody else really knew, uh, you know, about radar systems. So he rolled up his sleeves and just got right to it, trying to understand everything about radar systems. And that gave him his big break here uh, in the United States. So very much uh, understood that levels the playing field. And uh, then I went through school uh, and ended up in economics and finance uh, and had the opportunity to go to work at some really great firms. But the one where I stayed the longest for 18 years was Jenison Associates on uh, up in New York. Um, and when they were giving me the opportunity to become an analyst, so I had been an economist, but I really wanted to evolve and grow. And so they gave me an opportunity to become an analyst, but I could not take any stocks from any of the other analysts and they were there for life. So good luck. (laughs) Find your own universe. So naturally that meant that anything new that didn't fall into the traditional analyst's uh, bailiwick, I could put my hand up for. So uh, what's happening today is there are convergences between and among technologies. And I didn't really understand that uh, in the early days when uh, a company called Reuters or Tellerate went public for the Mm -hmm. first time, and they were called database publishing companies. Well... The, the database analyst or the technology analyst didn't want it because it had the word publishing in it. Mm-hmm. And the publishing analyst didn't want uh, it either because it had the word database in it. Mm-hmm. And so what I used to call them is fall through the cracks. <laughs> so I got those. Right. And I waited around for new companies. And they ended, so database publishing became the internet. You know, these, these, Weird-sounding convergences, like, what is this, often can be very big. Same thing. No one wanted cellular Mm -hmm. because the phones were this big, like bricks Mm -hmm. and too heavy. You had to kind of 
fit them into the car consoles and so forth. No one wanted them because, you know, who's, who's going to use right. this? Right. And you can see what happened there. <laughs> so um, very often technology is misunderstood or dismissed early on. And because many people don't uh, use their imaginations and say, well, this brick could turn into like and oh, you mean I can have a phone number and someone can reach me with my phone number even though I'm not in New York City? <laughs> right. What? That was, people couldn't get their crazy? heads around yeah. it mm-hmm. just because of the way the telecommunications ecosystem had evolved. And so you just have to use your imagination right. to see where technology is going. And usually if, if especially the old guard is dismissing this new thing, um, take an even closer look. This was a Tesla, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, most auto manufacturers, when we started the business in 2014, most auto manufacturers were paying attention to this service called IHS. And IHS was paying attention to the auto manufacturers who were saying electric vehicles are not going to happen uh, for two decades. This was in 2014. (laughs) Last year, we sold 4.8 million. (laughs) The projection at that time for this year was 250,000 globally. So, and this year we'll probably do closer to 8 million. Think about that. So very low expectations. So when I see the old guard saying, eh, technology's not ready, um, uh, it's it's not worth our while to invest in it right now. Right. You know, we'll do some R and D, but uh, that's when I really take a close look. At right. it. Very interesting. You're yeah. like, good. You're not giving me the green light. That yeah. means yeah. I have a yeah. green light. Yeah. Right. That means a young company that's aggressive uh, can come around and disturb the old mm-hmm. world, mostly because they don't. The old world, including the analysts, the techno, the auto analysts. They didn't take Tesla seriously. They made fun of Tesla. They basically said, oh, right. So this company thinks that it is going to put a battery uh, (laughs) lined with cylindrical cells, like what we put in our cell phones Mm -hmm. along the bottom. They're going to put roll a car out on top of cell phone batteries, which, oh, by the way, are blowing up in airplanes these days. So they didn't even take them seriously because the engineering feat was too difficult. They thought it was impossible. He did what they thought was impossible. Wow. wow. So, Ark Best coming to Tampa, like, what does that mean for Tampa Bay? Well, we're getting involved with the community in a number of ways. We almost immediately, even before we got here, we started working with what was called the Tampa Bay Innovation Center and now is Ark Innovation Center. Now, I didn't really want our name on anything. I, I, I certainly never want my name on anything. But uh, the community thought that our name might attract uh, technology companies and talent and so forth. So for the good of the community, we did. But uh, so we, we've helped, we're, we're helping to finance it uh, and uh, have the naming rights, therefore. Um, and... Uh, so that's the first thing we're doing. We're creating now that uh, the, the the building won't be finished until uh, I think it's June July of 2023. 
In the meantime, we are uh, setting up a virtual innovation center, and we're going to involve the artists in the community to help, you know, involve this virtual innovation center. And uh, we'd like to somehow get NFTs involved. So maybe a gallery in the innovation center for artists and and NFTs. So we'll see that's evolving. And the other way we're helping the community is um, I founded something called the Innovation Foundation, uh, which is for education, uh, education through the lens of innovation. Uh, I hired three educators who had been heads of schools two from Montessori, one from the Newhouse School of uh, Journalism. He had uh, designed uh, and led the master's program uh, in new media management and data analytics. He's doing the high school. The other uh, educators are doing the toddlers through uh, through uh, seventh or eighth grade, wherever high school starts these yeah. days. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, uh, we, I can't believe this, to be honest, but we landed here, opened our doors November 1st. This August, we're going to be training a group of sixth grade teachers, science teachers, in the Dali Museum. The Dali has graciously mm-hmm. given us that space wow. and, uh, and is also giving them tickets to the Dali uh, exhibits. And um, we are going to be in six middle schools. We will be the science curriculum Wow! Uh, for six middle schools, um, sixth grades. Wow. And in St. Pete, in, in Tampa Saint Bay. Pete, in St. Okay. Pete. So we're starting here, of course, right. because the superintendent, the, the superintendent of education, Mike Grego, who just retired, um, uh, felt passionate about getting innovation into the schools, right. teaching children, inspiring them yes. about the way the world's going to work, mm-hmm. uh, getting them excited. This idea of leveling the play f- playing field, especially for those in, you know, lower socioeconomic um, uh, levels to basically be able to tell them, as we have done in pilot tests up in Danbury, Connecticut, um, six class seminar on drones for uh, 10th, 11th, 12th graders, and a six-part seminar on 3D printing for 4th and 5th graders. And at the end, we were able to tell these children, okay, now you know more about drones or 3D printing than 95 to 99% of the people in the United States. That's if this inspires you, go for it. Follow Tasha Keeney uh, or Sam Chorus, our right. analysts, who are our 3D printing and drone analysts and see who they follow. Follow those people. Who inspires you? So this idea of, you know, having children uh, raise their own initiative and educate themselves about something, which is what they do. What do they? And we would also like to bring, uh, perhaps, we'll see how this works, some kind of gamification into the learning system. How would you do that? Um, potentially NFTs, uh, which would be rewards. Uh, and we would try, you know, uh, Kellen Carter, who's our, our corporate counsel and our chief compliance officer, is on the board of the foundation. He came from very tough economic circumstances in Philadelphia. I mean, it's a miracle that he made it. And uh, God bless him because he's amazing. Um, so he's 
passionate about uh, this topic. I'm trying to see. I was going to give you a story. Oh, yes. He told us a story, um, and we've got to get the source for this. But apparently, um, there was an experiment uh, on, uh, uh, on students, and um, uh, the first set of students uh, were told that they were going to have a test. And, of course, you get the eyes rolling and, you know, slouching. And they don't like tests. And they didn't do very well. Right. The second group, same class, second group, um, they were told they were going to play a game. And uh, they got into it. And they were trying to figure out how to win this game, which was essentially to learn something. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. And they did very well on the test. Wow. all it was was the same that thing. kind of positioning. It was the Interesting. Same wow. It was the same thing. That so, is crazy. Yeah, the word and, test is just such a four-letter right, word. It's a yeah. mental thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So game is also a four-letter word. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good point. Good point. A bad four-letter word, I yeah, guess I should say. Games. Negative associated. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. I love that you've already kind of gotten into the schools because, yes, right? I feel mm-hmm. like you were talking about, about imagination and our kids, Steph and I both, both have, have kids. two little, little kids yeah. and they have the best imaginations oh, yes. and where better to start, right, yeah. than educating them. Yeah, mm-hmm. starting at the toddler, but... The school system wanted us to start at the toughest place, so we took on that challenge because this middle school is where we lose a lot of children. How old are your children? Mine's six Elementary. and eight. Yeah. Seven, seven and nine. Yeah. So first and third. So hope uh, I don't know if you live in St. Pete, but hopefully this program flourishes and right. your children will experience exactly. it. Exactly. When did you start learning about technology? Were you that at that age or were you older? No, because, uh, it wasn't. I was, I was born in a, t- radar systems were, and then um, when I, when I was in high school, my father had took me to UCLA to learn Fortran, which was an, is an old, 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 old programming language. It was like punching cards, and it was I considered it pr- quite boring myself, and so that did not inspire me. <laughs> However, what did inspire me? See, the technology age that we're talking about—it started with a semiconductor, um, sure radar, but really the the dawn of the digital age with the semiconductor in the '70s. So I was in high school and and college, and really it had, it wasn't even been taught in the schools then. So when right. I got into the business. And um, Apple's first computer came out, uh, and and IBM also put a PC out, uh, but Apple won, right, in, in terms of that space. And I was working for Jenison, again, I was there for 18 years, and the, the chief investment officer, um, he was a technology analyst, that's how he grew up, uh, in the semiconductor age. And so he brought that with him when he founded the firm. So the firm had a very, uh, very much a tech focus, mm-hmm. and um, and he was so excited about it. Uh, it was infectious, and you know, I I've I've always, you know we moved around ten times by the time I was twelve or thirteen, and so I always had to get in there, learn quickly who to trust, who not to trust, mm-hmm. but also size up situations. And figure out what what excited me and what didn't, and um, 
So technology definitely got me, not that Fortran experience, but this idea of what can technology do to change our minds, to transform the world. And so ARC Invest is that on steroids. That's all we do. I love that. I think that's a great, like not a stopping point because I feel like we can talk forever mm-hmm. and I can sit here and talk to you forever because yeah. you just have so much great information. Um, but thank you so much for like yeah, sharing that with us. Time and sharing. Sharing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was great. And welcome to Tampa Bay. Yes, we're so Love happy to have you. Love it here. Yeah. Love, I've loved every moment. Not, not a regret. You know, Good. I regret, and I have, I still have a home in Connecticut, uh, but I haven't gone there except for a couple of weekends. Um, I have beautiful gardens, a beautiful mm. reservoir, beautiful yes. everything. But I don't miss it right. because I love St. Pete and the Tampa Bay. That's region good. So much. Yeah. I have a sister in Connecticut. She lives in like Bridgeport, Bridgeport. area, which is not far mm. from Danbury, right? Danbury, right. and I lived in Wilton, which is okay. even closer to Bridgeport. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and it's beautiful. Like she has a beautiful garden. In the summer, it's beautiful. In the winter, it can get a little cold, cold to oh, say the yes. least. Oh. Yeah. Um, but it, it is beautiful up there. But mm. Tampa is a great place to be. St. Pete, Tampa right. Bay area. I was born and raised in St. Pete. So yes. that's where my heart is. Yes. So we're just happy to have you here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty much, have, I, I call myself yeah. a Floridian because I've been here since I was four. Oh. But my family's from Rhode Island, which is not too far from not Connecticut. There we go. So I do agree. It's beautiful in the summertime up there. It's just perfect. But my home is certainly St. Pete, Tampa Bay area. We love it here. So we're really excited that you're here and your company's here. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see what what happens in the next couple of years. Well, we're excited too. Yeah. Especially that you're in the school system too. That's really exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. For for us having kids yes. growing up in this area. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. And you know what? Your children will inspire us. Our animals. I hope so. Yes. They inspire me. And right. So I think that's one of, uh, as parents, one of the things we need to do is is look forward to our children inspiring right. us. You know, yes, because they're so imaginative and right. they just, you know... They just have all of these like happy-go-lucky ideas, right? And and we just um, usually like, I don't know. We cut them off, and we're we like, do. no, that's not possible, right? <laughs> we do that, and we yeah, we shouldn't. We should kind of open up to that, right? That would help us in our in our career for sure, mm-hmm. yeah. and them too. Well, thank you. All right, all right. Well, great you. to right, meet you Kathy. both. Congratulations on your thank podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, babes, live bold and boss up. RadioInfluence.com.